Welcome to the Reformist Pipeline, your dose of empowerment and the pipeline to inform your decisions on how you can support change in our education system. This is Lindsay, affectionately known as Miss Black. And I'm Hadi Hop, Mr. Broussard. If you're feeling, I'm feeling optimistic. Mm. Um, and optimistic mm. because it's one day post the vindication of George Floyd um, and the charging of Derek Chauvin in the murder of George Floyd. So feeling that I appreciate the fact that George Floyd is now vindicated because it just was, it was a lot. And I think that I wouldn't, was, was not expecting to shed a tear um, the way that I did sitting in bed, but it just was kind of gave me hope. And I'm hoping that this will help us kind of lead to the promised land that Dr. King promised us. I mean, I, I was also, I'm also very optimistic because I feel like this means that my grandchildren will live in a less racist world. Hmm. Like, and even if it's not le- less racist by them, there's a precedent that has been set. Like, there's something they can refer back to. We were never yes. able to refer back to something like this. All right. Right. (laughs) Jump right in. Okay. Well, hey, advocates. Uh, We're glad to have you back for another episode. If you haven't already, take your phone out now and follow us on Instagram at The Reformist Pipeline. While the phone is out, go ahead and, you know, send our page to someone you think could benefit from the information. Yes, yes, yes. And our website is also live, y'all. So find us and all of our content at thereformistpipeline.com. Once again, that's thereformistpipeline.com. There's also still time to go back and make sure that you are fully caught up on season one and provide us with any feedback that you have. So go ahead and check us out. Let's pretend we're in the classroom and reestablish our objective for the season. Yes, we say this every episode, but in every lesson, we reestablish the objective. Okay. This is semester one of our two-part season. Semester one will run through June, and we are focusing on creating the ideal school. We will explore different ways in which we reimagine the ideal school, but before we jump into that segment... Let, let's catch up, even though we kind of caught up before. Yes. Um, I'm going to take us on a little bit of a turn. So, y'all know I started roller skating last March. My mom bought me roller skates, and it's getting warmer. So, I went roller skating. Was it like? It was like a Sunday morning. I was like, you know, let me just go. I like, like, impulse decisions. And so, I'm at Anacostia, Anacostia Park. Whoa. I'm, I'm at Anacostia Park <laughs> yes. um, at the outdoor skating rink, right? And I'm skating and like half of it is being cut off and I can tell stuff's being set up. I'm like, okay, weird. And it's a bunch of white people. Mm. And if you know anything about Anacostia, it's densely populated with black people. Amen. Um, even like run, running in the mornings right. or afternoon is black people. So I was like, okay, I don't know what these white people are doing here, but whatever. So I'm skating, it's like three other people skating and more and more people, well, more people start to come and then a choir starts to sing. It's also a white choir. So I'm like, huh, I haven't seen a white choir since high school because I was in a white choir. <laughs> um, but then I realized they about to have service. Oh, church. Yes, church. At, wow, there? Yeah. I would never have expected that. Me either. That's so interesting. Yeah, I saw it as gentrification. Yeah, of all the places. Yeah, I I just felt like, you know, y'all praise the Lord wherever you are. But I just thought it was very interesting that I've never seen. Yeah. Really, I maybe, I don't know if I've seen white people at Anacostia Park. I'd have to, right? I think I've seen, like, parents and their kids. Mm -hmm. But I've never seen that quantity there. 
Right. Like, I'm just like, so y'all didn't even know this existed. You right. didn't know you could operate in, in this space here. And once stuff shut down, you found spaces mm. that weren't being mm. used as opposed to allowing black, like telling black churches about mm-hmm. this space. I'm sure there's churches in Anacostia Absolutely. over there. You decided to come in and use the space. Yeah, it was wow. funny. And you know, I'd be half naked when I'm skating and I'd be in there moving and grooving. I was just like, I'm going to leave when I want to leave. Amen. Um, it's a public It's a public, it's a public park. space. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. So I'm right. sure they didn't have no permit. They did it. Um, and lastly, switching gears again, again. If you don't know, the Reformance Pipeline is an LLC. And we opened up our first business account. Yes, we did. Woo-woo. Yes. I didn't know what was going on, but Jahar <laughs> held it down. <laughs> yes, you did. I'm like, yes, yes, no. Okay. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you did. You did a good job. I was honestly talking. Tired of talking. And <laughs> thank you so much for having my back. Because I was, woo, yeah, was ready to... to have a different conversation than Shout we ended up having. To Malu, though. And then, yeah, Malu had his, had our back. But tell me why I had to call back today and had to clear something up with the other business account. So it was a, the wrong form that someone had sent me. And so I have to, I'm glad I didn't file it because it would have been money that I would have wasted. Oh, you would have went off. So, yes, but here we are. And I'm super excited to jump back in and also talk about quickly the fact that I just got back from Ireland. I was there for a couple of days. Random. It was an yeah. amazing trip. Very random, right? So, basically, chose between Ireland or Hawaii. We went with Ireland um, because I had never been to anywhere across the Atlantic Ocean. So, across I was like, the pond. Well, let's go, let's jump across the pond. And yes. I finally did it. And it was so beautiful. We went to see the Coast of Moore. We were in Phoenix Park. Um, and one quick little fact about Ireland is that the U.S. ambassador's home is across the street from the president of Ireland's home. There's no other person out of those two people. There's no other folks that live in Phoenix Park except for the president of Ireland and the U.S. ambassador. That just really intrigued me. Interesting. I'm like, we have a lot of clout here. And mind you, we have a whole terminal that we fly out of when we're leaving. So you go through customs in Ireland, which Mm. is also something else that I appreciated. Mm. Um, So that was, but now we're really going to have to worry about that because guess what? Guess what? I got my global entry card. He got money now. So... (laughs) (laughs) No, so super excited about that. And then last month, but not least, I got vaccinated. Got that J and J vaccine that everybody's that is currently on pause. His skin um, is okay. So yeah, so far so good. I'll keep y'all posted though. Still black, still beautiful. Amen. Now it's time for us to jump into our segments. This week, our first segment that we're going to be talking about is Terminology Time. If this is your first time joining us, Terminology Time is our segment where we take a term and define it. Today, we're talking about two terms that used to be used interchangeably, but we want to get really clear that they are not the same. The terms are sex and gender. Sex is a label that is determined by the biological attributes that we have, which includes physical features, chromosomes, gene expressions, hormones, and anatomy. Now, gender is a social construct that has to deal with roles, behaviors, expressions, and identities of people. Gender identity is more so based on how you feel inside as well as how you express yourself. 
So don't confuse those two because they are two different terms that have two different meanings. And that's terminology time. Moving into we love the kids. You know, this is the segment where we talk about our interactions with kids. Um, so I have a story. Yes. So I have a, y'all know I teach virtually. I have a favorite class. The class is called Mae Jemison. Um, so one of, there's a girl in the class and I have a lot of connections with them in this class. One of them, like we call each other like um, soul sisters. She thinks I'm like her soul mom and stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, cause we're connected. So there's another one. I We just be connecting in the chat box really. But we've had conversations before. She's like shared stuff with me about like issues with her mom. How do we get into this during class? Hmm. Mind you, we've never met in person. Right. Um, but anyways, one, I play music um, during, right before class, during class, during intermission, as they're working, whatever. And I usually try to play like older music mm-hmm. because it's typically more appropriate. Right. And I want them to be cultured. And I was playing Anniversary. Yes. Tomorrow will come and girl, I can't wait. It's our anniversary. I was jamming. Now I pretend it's for them, but it's really for me. (laughs) (laughs) That part, okay. This girl um, sent me a message and she was like, oh my gosh, this is so ironic because um, today's my blah, 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 some years. I'm like, damn, some (laughs) years anniversary with my girlfriend. Oh my gosh. Okay. That is so cute. I was like, that's so cute. Blah, 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 blah. I said something congratulatory. I was like, I feel like she said a year or two years. And I ain't been in a relationship (laughs) more than three months long (laughs) since high school. So I'm like, wow, a long time. Um, But I really enjoy that because something that I did on Zoom, some connection we made made her feel like it was safe mm-hmm. for her to tell me yes. that she is dating a girl. Yes. And I felt really good about that because that's who I am in person. I really, I want people to love who they want to love because I want people, because love is in abundance. Hmm. I want you to share with people you want to share with. So if that means you dating a girl, okay. Right. Congratulations. Because I'm focused on the fact that it's been two years. Okay. How did you manage that? You're in seventh grade. <laughs> We're not yes. worried about the right things. That's why. Talk about it. Talk about it. No, I, I really, I really like that because I was actually just talking to somebody about this and I was just talking about you because to be able to form that type of relationship virtually, like, I don't think that people know what you have to do. Like, that's not just something that you just walk in and think that you're about to start teaching. Like, this is something that you've done for some time. And like you, it's been like little tidbits here and here mm-hmm. there that she's dropped, mm-hmm. but She's never met you in her life. This mm-hmm. is your first year at this school yes. on top of that. And I think that that's, those are two things that you need to be like very mindful of. And so I just like shout out to you, like to be building Thank those you. virtual relationships with kids. Here we go into the concept development. I'm actually really, really excited about this episode. Um, and I, I mean, I'd be excited for all episodes, but not really. Um, advocates, this is the segment of the show where we dive into our main topic of discussion. And we're talking about the ideal school this semester, as previously mentioned. Specifically today, though, we are focused on brainstorming an inclusive space for people of all sexualities and genders. So I'm personally excited about this episode because 
This is somewhere my passion lies. Yes. So we're just going to start kind of on like a, on a journey of reflection. And so we'll ask you to reflect with us as well. We're going to be just dishing off the things that we saw through our matriculation through school and our experiences um, with sexuality, gender, or, or not, or how we saw them come up in our schooling. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'll kick us off. I just think back to my experience as a student in back in the school. Um, and one of the biggest things that I remember is high school, of course, when it comes to uh, sex and gender specifically, or, but like even before that, one of the biggest things that, that I feel like everybody talks about was like, what was it? Sex ed classes. Mm-hmm. That was like one of the mm-hmm. biggest things that I like kind of, it's like very apparent to you, like you have to take the classes, but I think one of the biggest things that I was wondering about during those classes is, but what about the other folks who <laughs> are not heterosexual? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was always a wondering and still present day is a wondering. And another thing that I had kind of experienced when I was in school was just different organizations. Um, and one being the Gay Straight Alliance. And that was like mm-hmm. this dope club where folks who were a part of the, who who, are, who identified as a part of the LGBTQIA plus um, <laughs> spectrum were a part of this club. And they basically threw events. It was kind of like a support group. And just so many different things that I didn't even like fathom mm-hmm. being a queer black man. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> I just really wonder like what my experience would have been looking or being a part of it when I was in high school or when I was in being a lot more out and comfortable back then mm-hmm. as opposed to present day. I, I just really think that that's always like top of mind for me. And mm-hmm. I think that, and even teaching in schools present day, I'm like, wow, I love how comfortable a lot of, uh, I love how comfortable a lot of my black male students are. Like they just carry themselves with this like air mm-hmm. about themselves and, and I love it. It's, it's just like, I, I just feel like I just love them unapologetically because they know no other than they love themselves exactly and i love that mm-hmm. so contagious but yeah that's one of the things and the other I, thing i want oh, to ahead. add on to the gay straight alliance thing because i don't yes. i can't i feel like it was a club somewhere but i know it in uh college i was part of cascade which was like yes a gay club at howard we heard about that all the way from au so did you yes <laughs> <laughs> it used to get messy up in there but i heard uh, shout- <laughs> But they was they was good people. Yes. And, and uh actually that was the first time that um I met a transgender person was huh. through Cascade. So shout out to Cascade over at Howard University. Okay. Remind me to say something. Okay, I'll remind you to say something. Year. Okay, right. AU, freshman year. Got it. Um I had asked you a couple, either last week or a couple of days ago, probably last week, mm-hmm. you know, um, Basically, if my, my son told me he was gay, would you like yes. mentor him basically, right? Yes. And I feel like I asked that because I'll be asking people that I'm dating, like, okay, would you, how would you respond if your son told you he was gay? Because that's important to me. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like every time I've thought about my answers, they were very passive. And it was just like, oh, okay, yeah, like you're gay, whatever. But that's, I think that's the first step. Yeah. But the second step is how do I help you navigate life? And I feel like that the Gay Straight Alliance Club, whatever, just thought of that in my head Mm because I had always knew people who were gay. Yes. um, Or underneath the umbrella. And I really 
we were just friends. Right. Like, it doesn't, what you do is what you do. Absolutely. What you share with me is what you choose to share with me. Yes. And I'm being engaged in the conversation, regardless of what it is. But that also was kind of passive. Of course, when I was younger, I really wasn't into the activism as much as I am now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's really cool that there were actually events held. Yeah. Because that is way more active than just being like, okay, yeah, we're friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that like one of the one of the bigger reasons why I felt started to feel comfortable, I feel like in high school, um, started, wasn't out, but started, um, was because I had this dope educator who just was a was and still is a big kind of mentor to me, just in the way that she carries herself, her and her partner, and they both were educators at my school. Mm-hmm. And so I got to see the way that they interacted. But that was like what represented that was the the most that was it the closest that I got to representation for me and I think that that was probably the reason as to why I struggled so long to like be my true authentic self Mm -hmm. and so I just wonder I like I I hope that students aren't having that same experience for the most part based off of my teaching experience here that ain't the case but in the ideal right exactly 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 so I really do appreciate those types of experiences what I was about to tell you is that my first interaction um with yes yes, because I think that you actually may already know um so when I was starting at American I actually applied to be in this gender inclusive housing and so my roommate at the time they were transitioning and so they communicate there or they hit me up and basically like oh Jihad like I'm your roommate my name is in and I just want to let you know that I am going to be transitioning. And so I just want to make sure that you feel comfortable with that. And to me, it, it kind of struck a nerve with, with me because it's like, I don't feel like a person should ever have to reach out, do right. Make sure that they're yeah. going to be, that, that I'm going to be okay mm-hmm. for, for right. them. And so like psychologically, like physically, and like thinking about all of that, I look back to that and I'm just like, I'm so appreciative to have had that experience, but mm-hmm. I also wish that I could have been a lot more affirming in that moment when mm-hmm. they did reach out. I definitely, I mean, clearly we live together. <laughs> Naomi, Naomi's dope. Uh, don't really talk to her much, but mm-hmm. they were dope then and still mm-hmm. are dope now. Mm-hmm. Um, so just think back to that experience and it always have been like, oh, you know what? Like that's dope that I can even say that I had that experience. That was a good experience. So yeah. I was about to say something about, Oh, my mom made a joke earlier. Talk to me. I've been an ally all my life. Yes. I don't know if y'all seen, y'all know the BET movies that used to come on. Holiday Heart. You haven't seen it because you- I probably have. Childhood. (laughs) I probably have. I think I know exactly who you are talking about. He dressed in drag. Ving Rhames in drag. Yes, yes. I know. Everybody want to remember him in Baby Boy, but he was Holiday Heart before he was in Baby Boy. Was he a chef or cooking or something like that? No, just let it go. Is it a different movie? I'm, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> okay, it's okay, it's okay. Holiday Heart, he was, he, uh, he was a gay man who did drag. I believe that's how he identified based on movie. Anyways, okay. yeah, that was yeah. my favorite movie. I used to love that yes. movie when I was And like thinking back to it, I really don't remember really caring that he was gay and drag. Yeah. And I don't remember that being like jarring. I think my last piece, because um, we're gonna move on to the next topic, uh is that i'm from california and i went to school in in the bay area and so 
like we used to go to the Pride Festival. It's very regular to go to the Pride Festival in the June, July, probably just June. Actually, that makes more sense. Um, but everybody used to go because it, San Francisco has the largest Pride. It was just mm-hmm. one big ass party. We was always down there. It was like you you had to ask. I mean, some people are, are obviously with their partners, so you don't have to ask. But you like you'd have to ask if somebody was gay or le- or a lesbian or whatever because the straights was walking the streets. Like everybody, right. everybody was there. And so I think that it was just, it's just interesting to have had that experience where it was just very, it was relatively normalized because yeah. we're all going to go to this two, three day festival, um, no matter what we are. And we just, I just saw, I always saw pride. as like a chance for people to be themselves, hmm. their open, authentic selves. I see it less as a, and not to take away from its the meeting, but I see it less as an LGBTQIA plus thing mm-hmm. and more of like mm-hmm. everybody just come and it's just being themselves. Yeah, that's real. And the thing is, is like you talk about representation, but I, I, I'm also thinking about like what that looked like for me. And I've talked about my, um, my teachers in high school, but I'm also thinking like the first time that I was like, okay, you know what? Here's representation for me was Noah's Ark. And I'll try to explain. Like I don't remember the plot or the storyline anymore, but there is anybody who's a part. I'm certain that people know what I'm talking about. So all that's to say, like after I saw that, I was like, wow, you know what? Like I see, I finally can see myself. And I think mm-hmm. that that was probably like in the high school slash uh, freshman year journey. So I think that it's just dope to have that type of experience in which you finally see yourself and you're like, you, you kind of have like an awakening and typically it's by yourself because you didn't have nobody else to express this to because mm-hmm. you're going through all that. But all that's to say, representation is important. I hate that for y'all. Right. All right, so Lynn, so like now I'm wondering like, what is something that you wish that you may have learned in school or just like, tell me something that would have happened in your ideal school. I... Ay, 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 ay. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I did that the other day. I said, I said bye to my kids. I was like, bye, yeah, 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 yeah. Did they know? They didn't know, but the other teacher in there was like, just in the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Get back. Get back. Bring it back. All right. I believe you mentioned it earlier, but like sex ed for anything that's not heterosexual sex. Yeah. Because they freaking pe- preach abstinence. No shade anybody's abstinence. Mm-hmm. But they preach that as if, like, that's the only option. And I guess maybe it's because, like, you know, these other people that are not having heterosexual sex can't reproduce. But damn. Yeah. I also think, when I think about, um, especially now with how progressive things are moving at this point, um, for example, I've never known so many middle school lesbian girls. Mm-hmm, I'm like, so mm-hmm. y'all dating everybody? That's my problem with it. You dating everybody? Mm-hmm. Y'all only, it's only 20 people in the class. <laughs> um, but I think that it's important because people are going to feel more and more ostracized and yeah. more and more isolated. Um, and STDs are a real thing. Amen. Like, we're not just talking about pregnancy. Yeah. And I shouldn't have wait, I shouldn't have been an adult learning about a female condom and what it looks like. All these things that can and will be used. And then on top of that, yes, uh huh. Uh-huh. What about the asexual community? Yeah, yeah. We don't even talk about that. No, I, I honestly just think that, like, for me, I feel like there's just the whole like sex ed. If we're gonna talk about sex ed, we need to talk about like the spectrum of sex ed. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even feel like we were given that knowledge to know that there is a spectrum. It, like, yes. and I think that that was Damn. kind of my my <laughs> issue because. I remember the first time somebody called me metrosexual. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on, honey. 
hey what does it mean but <laughs> i know i'm not that was what i was <laughs> I that's what i, I said so i just think that like to be able to have that awareness of yourself but and people and kids are brutal um but i just think that it would just kind of unlock a better door to allow people to understand themselves because oftentimes these conversations aren't had and so you get more so that's the reason why kids are able to throw around these slurs is because mm -hmm. they actually don't know what they're, they saying. Know what they're saying and so like if we actually empower them and educate them and give them the resources that they need to know about the spectrum the, se the spectrum of sexuality i feel mm -hmm. like we could be in a different space they'll either think twice about saying it yeah or they'll understand why they're getting the consequence they they're getting Whether exactly they keep saying it or not they'll understand why they're getting the consequence exactly and i think that it also goes back to like me being a, a gay black male educator like that was something that i mean a i didn't see my first black male educator until i got to college actually um and then as far as me being a, a gay black male educator i feel like it just kind of changed what like what I was doing in the classroom. I, and I, what I mean by that is my kids, oh my goodness. I think that they helped me realize, they continue to help me find myself um, just because of how they viewed me. Like it wasn't just as a father figure. It like sometimes it was motherly instincts that they were accident, accidentally called me mom. <laughs> or they would accidentally call me dad and like those all i could do is laugh and i would appreciate that because they were right like i do have those instincts i like that's the reason why or that's the way that my parents reared me so like i typically i feel like a black man could be kind of off put by a kid calling them um a mother or like mm -hmm. calling them mom or yeah. mama or something like that and it, mind you these are like accident you can tell how genuine the the comment is and it's of more so it because is. of the nature mm -hmm. of how you're caring for them as mm -hmm. opposed to it being an insult or what have you so i appreciated that experience being in the classroom and seeing those genuine kind of calling of whatever it was from whatever child boy girl gender non-binary but and i think that that kind of made me be a little bit more appreciative of a my students and my parents really of like all the different great and amazing things that they instilled in me so all I have to say, I Preach, feel like it honey. was it was dope being a black male, a gay black male educator. I really would not. I will say though, at first I was supposed to be teaching high school. That was something that, that I was like, you know, that that's just ugh, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> and I will say that there was um, uh, there was a student when I was doing my summer institute when I was a part of Teach for America. <laughs> right? Okay. Um, they basically the, the student did. I had to like draw a line and just had to because the the student he does he did identify as gay and so I and just, he was trying to shoot he was trying to do something and I just had to oh be like my God. come on you know like I'm here to support you and like I believe in you and I love you because you are a student but like that that's it like take I, your gay ass over not, there and stop yeah. being inappropriate trying to get me in trouble <laughs> exactly so but I, I knew I was on you. like a little couple of week assignment so I knew this was going to be a short lived experience because I was ready to get out but. At the same time, I feel like that him making me uncomfortable in some ways, it kind mm -hmm. of made me put on a different hat. And mind you, like this is me graduating. This is what, two to six weeks out of college. And so like I'm trying, I'm going from 
worker hat outside of schools to worker hat inside of schools yeah. and knowing especially this is when the climate I feel like of hearing about like pedophilia I feel like there was a lot going on when we were graduating but I also think that that just happens a lot more when you just have a male as a teacher that you hear different stories of pedophilia yep. you hear yep. stories about um sexual harassment so on and so forth and I even and sadly you heard about these types of things happening when I was in high school and and administrators not doing okay, anything about did. it. So not to go down that rabbit hole, but I, I just really want to say that I really just wish for and hope for more representation. I think that that's something that um, folks need. I would agree. I second that, but I also second the story of like um, a kid of the same sex trying to get at you. So mm. when I was teaching, was it at my old school? There was, damn, she was a seventh grader. There was a seventh grader and she used to be really nice to me. Like there was another seventh grader that I was masculine presenting a mm-hmm. woman. So we, she, she, we knew that she liked women. So, but she never crossed me. Cause I've, anybody could cross you. I've never been crossed by a student. Let me be clear. Right. Um, but I could tell that when I came around, she was nicer to me. Cause mm-hmm. she was a terror, a terror. <laughs> A terror. <laughs> but she was nice to me. She listened to me at least for five seconds longer. Right. Than usual. But her friend, I didn't know, liked women. Hmm. So she was really nice to me. I'm like, and she was also a terror. Mm. A terror. Mm. But her mom had switched her to a different school like every year since like mm. third grade. I was good too. But she used to be so nice to me. And then somebody she kept she walked up to me she pulled up on me while we going back inside for research she's like miss black you know you my you know you're my wife right wait a minute and then the little boys behind her tell like yeah she tells us that all the time i'm like what <laughs> so i've just been wow. saying hi to you and you think i'm saying hi right to you? <laughs> there's a difference what i was like you cannot say that no 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 he's like why like you i'm just like child right this is inappropriate no because now it's like if it was a little boy it's it's so awkward yes. that i'm just like okay i need a man to come help me explain this mm-hmm. but i'm like little girl this right. is not right no and this will never happen what are you talking about right um the okay bring us back <laughs> But this is why it's but so it's important real to yes. have resources exactly, for students. Exactly, exactly. Representation is important. So like, yes, watching shows like Noah's Ark or watching right. Pose now. Like I have students who watch Pose. Yes. They probably would never know about the transgender community if they weren't able to see them live a regular, not regular because it was worse off than others. Yes. But a, lead a normal life yes. as a human being. Yes. Um. But you're and, and, and I think that that's really what it's about. And I think back and that's what we're like, that's what the point is, right, is that I don't feel like there are many resources for me. And I don't know what resources exist present day to try to make sure that students of who, however you may identify that you have access to whatever you want. And I think that that's kind of what we're here to talk about. And I think that that's what an ideal school needs is to be able to have the uh, whatever you may need you can get whatever it may you be you can get whatever it is <laughs> it be like a grocery store you just walk up and you just get it you just walk you just, yeah you just whatever it is that you need nothing more nothing less um but another thing that i did want to talk about is just the the fact that there's been a lot of kind of talk around just all types of celebrities and i know that we can talk about zaya wade we can talk about little nas x 
we can talk Call about. Call me by your <laughs> name. You said that earlier. I almost fell out. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. I love that video. But I just think it's it's dope to see um, these celebrities and these celebrity children that are identifying as they see fit. I, I know Magic Johnson's son, EJ. Okay. EJ is a big nigga. Okay. <laughs> and came and, and, right. and here to pl- not play with anyone. And Never. looks good. And is living his best life, mm-hmm. you know? And not concerned about anyone's judging and not concerned about what people think of him and is able to live their best life. So I, I just I just love that. It, and I just wish that more folks were able to just be their true authentic selves at all times so and i just wonder what type of resources they have Mm. if they have any Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um like wade seems like a parent that would like join a class um, yeah for non-binary um parents with non-binary children Mm -hmm. um and i'm just wondering what well, I guess, like you said, what resources would actually look like, what resources they have now, what resources they had growing up, um, just like what their network looked like, too. Yeah. Because honestly, when you when people get money, they get a little more progressive. Absolutely. And when I say I, I say like take YG, for example, or any it's actually yeah. a couple of black male rappers who yep. was probably the rappers you fell under, you know, the black patriarchal standard mm-hmm. but now you're wearing skirts yeah and you're wearing dresses mm-hmm. and now oh now it's okay for you to do that because you have money now mm-hmm. um and some people i feel like i wonder how that translates into celebrities right yeah because what are are they doing with their money to understand or do you feel more comfortable and open because you have you have money you have the power but we about to jump into capitalism. I didn't realize we were going that way. No, I mean, I think that one thing that I did hear you say that I was like, you know what, that's it, Lens, is like, is support. Like, mm-hmm. one thing that students want is support. And that's like, regardless of sexuality, they just want to feel supported. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, that like, it should, like, the, the goal, of course, and the in an ideal space that would be coming from your parents but that's not going to always be the case yeah and so i think that that's the reason why we're talking about this is because if if not if that support's not coming from your parents then hopefully you can land upon an educator who is there to support you yeah and i think that that's what can change the trajectory of a student um and, and make sure that they can reach whatever true potential whatever heights that they want to climb and reach um, and not let sexuality be a barrier or gender be a barrier mm-hmm. to who they really want to seek to become. Yeah. And understand the difference between the two. Amen. I think sexuality should be less taboo in schools anyway. I'm sure that I've mentioned this before. And if not, I think that at kindergarten, we should have developmentally appropriate, of course, um, sex talk or sex health. And you start with talking about good touch, bad touch. That's mm-hmm. the first thing you talk about mm-hmm. as you get older you continue to talk about these things because if you did, even if you did something like that, you're establishing conversations around intimacy, wanted or unwanted. Um, and then I feel like the conversation about sexuality then is easier because you establish this foundation of talking about interactions with people. I wish that would happen. <laughs> you owe me both. Okay. You owe me both. So if you had to sum up your ideal school through the uh, lens of sexuality and gender 
Mm-hmm. What would the word be? What would the school name be? To sum it up. So I'm not, I'm not going to say identity affirming because I feel like that's what I've been saying affirming, the last couple affirming. <laughs> episodes. Culture affirming, identity affirming. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, I think progressive and understood. And I think that that's what we want is me being identifying as a black gay man is someone to, I want to feel supported. I want to feel, I want people to seek to understand me. And I don't feel as if I should have to always explain myself. And you may not agree with the way that Mm -hmm. I, or the person that I want to be. And that is completely fine. I am able to sleep just well at night. Okay, not lose a wink of sleep. Okay, but (laughs) whenever I was about to go to sleep. (laughs) But all that to say, like, I just want people to, love people for who they are and progressive and understood understood that's like what i want my school to focus on what about you i would say my word is evolution Hmm. because that's the first thing i thought of because i really Hmm. think that being of the heterosexual um community just thinking um about what i have to continue to learn and unlearn mm-hmm. and i learned something about the lgbtqia plus community every every single day mm-hmm. at this point and there's so many other resources that are just at my fingertips that i haven't even touched um and then people in the lgbtqia community also have a bunch of things to learn and unlearn because we were all like indoctrinated under the same system mm-hmm. no matter what our sexuality or gender is right um because I know it's hard in that community for people who identify as bi or people who identify as transgender. So the ideal school would acknowledge that we are continuing to evolve because this work is not gonna happen. Rome wasn't built in a day and everybody's coming from different standpoints. So it's just gonna take even longer for us to get, to evolve and get to an ideal space. Agreed, agreed. Call to action. This is the segment where we call you to an action because the conversation shouldn't end here with you listening and reflecting. We got to put some action behind it. So our call to action for this episode is for you to inform yourselves on the LGBTQIA plus community history and culture. As someone who has been considered an ally by the community, I have taken it upon myself to do further research, to learn new things and unlearn the harmful things that I have adopted in my cisgender heteronormative conditioning. In the description of this episode, we will provide a pretty extensive list of resources for your own research. And I'm just gonna share a few that um, can come right off the top of the dome. Watching movies and shows is a very easy way to learn about other people and their cultures. We, mis- we mentioned Pose, which focuses on the transgender community. Um, and they're going to have their last season. It's their last season. starting May 23rd, I think. It is. And shout out to Ryan, because he went to Howard or whatever. Um, Disclosure. That's I really like this documentary. It is about the history of, tra- of transgender people and how there have always been transgender people embedded within our history and culture. We just didn't actually have words for it. Hmm. Um, but that documentary is on Netflix called Disclosure. Read a book. All Boys Aren't Blue, a memoir manifesto. Jihad, Jihad read it. Jihad read it, y'all. No, I didn't read it yet, but that's my dean. You've had it for a year. I know. <laughs> 
I have, but that's my dean, and I love him. George Johnson is amazing. Uh, shout out to him. I just talked to him like a month ago, and he is booked and busy. But yeah, definitely read okay. that book. Gotta get him he on the show. A lot, or no, for real though. And he has another book about to come out. So go ahead and make sure that y'all pre-order that. Oh, that's great. Yes. Uh, for those that don't know, the book is just about, not, I don't want to say just, but it's about being black and queer and navigating through life. Like that's the broadest summary I can give you, but it's pretty popular. So movies, shows, books. This one, I don't think people think about a lot, but follow a hashtag on Instagram or, or the Twitter where the tweets happen. But if you just follow a hashtag like hashtag LGBT, it's funny, John. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. If you follow a hashtag uh, LGBT community or hashtag love is love or hashtag non-binary, things will start popping up in your newsfeed, right? And so you'll have this access to information. I, it doesn't increase your follower, your your following count, number one. And number two, um, when you feel like, okay, I've learned enough, you just can recycle in new hashtags. That's a great way to learn. Donate to clinics that provide gender-affirming care and services. So Whitman Walker is a really good one out here. That's where I go get my, I go get tested at. Super thorough, thorough out here in DC. Um, but donating to those, donating to those clinics will, um, well, one researching them will provide you some information, and then donating them is um, really great for them to stay open and keep providing gender affirming services. Lastly, talk to the community directly. Uh, there are plenty of webinars. I guess when you follow one of those hashtags, things will probably start popping up more. If you know some people that know some people that know some people, um, do I, should I, am I telling you to walk up to someone that you think is trans and identify them as trans and then ask them questions about themselves? It's a hell no. No. It's a no. This is not what I'm saying. It's Absolutely not their job. Not. Uh, but there are people that are already having the conversation that want to bring in um, curious ears into that conversation. Those people are, those are the people you should be seeking out. Yes, and so don't forget to follow us on Instagram at The Reformist Pipeline. Share our posts, y'all, because the content is so thorough and it's so amazing. And Lindsay's is doing an amazing job running that account. Um, and please don't forget to forward to other people who you think will be interested. Check out our website at thereformerspipeline.com. If you have any feedback, positive thoughts, or desire to be featured on our show, please visit our website to provide that information. Or you can go ahead and email us at thereformerspipeline at gmail.com. And with that, advocates, we are truly grateful for your support and look forward to continuing the discussion about our ideal school. Thanks for listening. Just remember, speak kindness into the lives of others and understand that multiple truths. Peace, love, and light. Hootie hoo.